Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, everybody. It's Matt Johnson. We are back with another episode of the Team Building Podcast. I have our team's success manager here, Andy Cuny, is with me. Uh, As we are recording this, it is February of 2017. We've got a lot of stuff to get into because we have some lessons learned, uh, good and bad and the ugly and the uh, the fantastically beautiful uh, of expanding. So we're talking about nationwide expansion in terms of physical teams and in terms of having uh, people remotely join your team uh, and coaching them virtually. So we've got a ton of stuff to get into. But Andy, first of all, how are you? I'm good, man. I, you know what? I'm okay. I'm, I'm excited to be on the podcast. I've been under the weather a little bit the last few days, but um, but nothing would keep me from this podcast. So I'm super That's pumped right. to be here, man. <laughs> <laughs> there is no mountain high enough, no no river wide enough. Exa- right. Expansion is my life right That's now, right. and I love oh, it. it is too. Anytime somebody wants to talk about it, I'm all game. <laughs> yes, and uh, so between between the flagship office yep. and flat rate expansion, you're coaching something along the lines of I don't know what the exact number is. It's over 50 agents, right? Correct. Yep. It'd probably be if I had to quick guess, I'd say about 54 to 55 agents. Right. Yep. So and so about 30 around 30 of those are in physically in the office in Omaha. So you know yep. what it's like to coach them in person, and then obviously you're coaching the flat rate expansion agents. They're they're scattered all across the country, plus the three expansion teams. Um, you know, Lincoln, Salt Lake, so forth. Um, yep. But anyway, so we've got people all over the place, and you've got people coming into Omaha. So we're going to dive into kind of what the differences are between coaching people in person, coaching them remotely, and just what we've learned. But let's give people a, a quick recap. Uh, of the decision behind like the the original way we expanded, which is yep. to open up, you know, and focus on really helping people build dominant teams in their own right, in their own city, right? Yep. Uh, versus what we're doing now, which is still about helping them build teams, but it's not so much, we've just, we've structured it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so Andy, share, share a little bit about what that, uh, what mm-hmm. that looks like now versus the old model. Okay. So I guess uh, real quick, I'll just kind of bust through the old model is, uh, it would be um, their success or our success was based directly off of their success, right? Mm-hmm. So it, um, a couple Venture of the things, absolutely. Like, yep, they, they, the money. Yeah. they sell a house, we make money, right? Yep. It was an extension of our team, basically, yep. is how it was. We were super excited about it. Uh, it allowed us to break the chains of the Omaha market and our price point, mm-hmm. right? So we could take advantage of something like San Diego, Salt Lake City, Boston, those types of things. What we found out is that the lure of price point, right, can be um, can be very attractive. So yes, we it, and and we needed to go back to our common belief that you know what talent trumps everything, you know. So and we learned that we knew it, we confirmed it, right. So um, <laughs> had some successes, you know what I mean. And I'm really excited because this is the exact same topic that I'm talking about uh, today. I'm talking about I'm on a panel at Unite um, in Charleston later this month. So I'm excited to get to speak with some other people there who have some ideas on it. But um, but yes, so it was directly directly tied to their success, was directly tied to our success. Now what we're doing instead is um, we're doing more of a uh, what we call flat rate expansion, where we have a group of, um, 
I, right now it's 15 agents, 15 team leads, I will say. And when I say team leads, it could be a two person team, which we have a couple of those all the way up to a 15 person team, right? So uh, we will speak with the team leads um, and they will have uh, the first Thursday of every month, they have a high level topic, right? That Jeff, uh, that Jeff Cohen's going to um, cover, right? And we have 12 topics that we cover over a six month period. I'm sorry, it's a, uh, sorry, doing the math. It's a, uh, we have one topic every month for six months. So it's six topics. And then the next three weeks, every Thursday, I'm going to meet with the group and we're going to have a, a sort of an accountability meeting, right? So mm -hmm. each team leader is going to have a little bit um, different goals based on what they are. Right. Yeah, so you take in, in other words, you're taking kind of what they're learning from Jeff, right? So yep. he covers like like the high level topic, whether it's yep. lead generation or whatever, then they are taking that content and attempting to make concrete changes in their business to like push the team forward and you're helping and, and kind of facilitating that over those next few weeks, right? Yep. We drive, we, we dive deep over the next three weeks. Yeah. And what I try to do is based on each person's, um, uh, where they're at, right? You know, are, are, what are they trying to accomplish with where they're at? Because some are ahead of others. We're going to then dive deep into that topic. What we found is that uh, we wanted to make sure that a lot of these topics is we pump it out, we give you all the information, and people are being fed with a fire hose, and nothing gets done. Right? They move on to the next topic, and they're like, "Oh, that's great information." It's it's one of the reasons why our our um, our workshop here in Omaha is so successful. We get people in here for twelve straight hours. They take a ton of notes, and they get back, and they're overwhelmed. Yeah, they don't know where to start. So we wanted to fix that, right? We knew we had value there, but we wanted to fix it. So what we do now is we spend literally a month on each topic. And I'll give each, after Jeff gives his uh, uh, monthly first call, um, I'll dive in each week and I'll set many weekly goals with each agent and then walk walk them through that each week on, on how to get there. And then it also, usually if we have an extra week in the month, like a fifth week, that's an open Q&A, which is, Awesome. It gives people a chance to reach back out about a topic, revisit it, and it's, it's wonderful. Another thing that we found that's been humongous is uh, somebody will say to me, Andy, uh, you know, um, how are you guys, what, what are you guys doing with Zillow? What, what's your ROI? What's your uh, plan of attack, right? And I'm just using Zillow as a random topic. Uh, I'll say, well, here's what we do with Zillow. We do X, Y, and Z. Here are our results. Here are our successes. Here are our failures. You know, here's what we think of it. But I'll say, hey, Mike, I want to introduce you to Joe right? And Joe's on the same call. And Joe's been using Zillow, you know, and he's been spending X amount of dollars a month. He, he's more into Zillow than we are. Mm -hmm. I want you to have a conversation with Joe, right? And so the connections that we've been able to, to uh, foster within the group mm -hmm. is amazing, right? They're passing information along. We have our own Facebook page now with just those 15 team leaders in it. Mm -hmm. And I bet on a daily basis, there's two to three to four topics discussed, questions answered. And you're not just getting our answer, right? We feel like we do things really, really well, right? <laughs> but we know that we're not the end all be all, yeah. right? So what we wanna do is we wanna foster the type of group environment as well, where you're getting 15 ideas from 15 team leaders around the country. What are you guys doing? What's working? Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, so it's, uh, so it's a combination in, in terms of how it's actually run on a practical level. It's almost a guided, a mastermind. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could you know, say that. Yeah, a little mm -hmm. bit of accountability, both horizontal and vertical. So they're they're yep. they're committing to certain things. They're making a commitment to you on the call, but yes. there's also the horizontal accountability just with the other team leaders that are there on the call with them that they're also making that commitment to to at least make like take some concrete steps forward. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it, it make it makes our job a lot easier when I can turn to somebody and say, 
hey, here's how we should do it. And every week, you know what I mean? You're hearing me hammer out the same things and kind of, you know what I mean? Giving yeah. our idea and spin on it. And when you can, you have, you know, somebody else in the group that you've reached out to and say, you know, we hear this all the time. Who else is having success with X and what are you doing? Well, we've uh, modeled ours directly after what Jeff, Andy and Kevin are doing in Omaha. And we've had X, XYZ success, right? Coming from somebody else, it, it's it's enormous to have, you know what I mean? The viewpoint of someone else like that. And you know what? When somebody else is doing something a little bit different, you know what I mean? It's great to get those ideas and pass them along, right? We're able to foster an environment that allows free exchange of ideas from a lot of really smart people. All right. So it's really cool. So let's, I want to get into the, like the, the stuff on behavior change that we're, we've mm -hmm. been talking about, you know, like I've been talking about it separately, you, you and Jeff and the guys have been talking about it just in the context of expansion. And I, mm -hmm. I think this is something that's going to be really valuable for other people to hear and get some, you know, insight on what we're thinking. But before we do, I want to get into what the, like just structurally the difference between, you know, kind of when, when we went down to, uh, and took the ESO, you know, Keller Williams ESO expansion mm -hmm. uh, systems their class and their model, which is a talent first system, second expansion, yep. you expand based on talent, regardless mm -hmm. of location, you expand yep. on talent first and you provide them systems and training and stuff like that. But there's not a lot of, um, you're helping them to plug into your systems, but usually that doesn't mean lead generation. Usually that means support systems, coaching, accountability, yada, yada. So you guys, that's one right. of the things that we've done is, um, when we, that, that we held that over from the old <laughs> model. So, yep. When we invested in the the original agents, you know, the, the the actual physical teams we had in three different locations, we had them plug into the same lead generation model that we use in the flagship office. Yep. Explain how we've carried that over into this new model of expansion, because I think that'd be interesting for people. Absolutely. So, um, so you want me to touch? Well, first thing I want to touch on is what we did for each expansion um, team lead or expansion team. In our old model, was we would provide the CRM Boomtown for them. We would also provide lead generation based on AdWords and Craigslist, yep. if applicable, for them. So we we would handle those things and 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 do it for them, right? Yep. So they were getting their leads every month, and then we would teach them systems on how to convert all the way down the line. Right. What we're doing now is um, they are not everybody is required to be with Boomtown, right? Mm -hmm. They can handle their own CRM. There are a lot of them out there, um, so the training is not Boomtown specific. Right. There are going to be things where the uh, leaders who are in our system right now who have Boomtown, it's great. They can lean on us for support and we can give them tips and tricks and obviously the things that we feel like work best. If you don't have Boomtown, which we have a number of those as well, um, you know what? It's going to be these are the types of systems and approaches we want you to use. Use that within your CRM. Yeah. Right. Because they all they all will. They all don't have the same bells and whistles, but it's the basic idea of how to approach the leads that will lead you to the conversion that everybody yeah, wants. That's what's interesting about CRM. I was talking with Frank uh, from Viral about this here, I think just two days ago, because uh, we're building out um, uh, a CRM for some stuff that we're working on together. Not not a software per se, but just a, we're, we're using HubSpot and we're building out a certain, you know, uh, customer database. <clears throat> and um, CRM is as, as much a system a philosophy or a way of doing things a way of keeping track of information as, as it is a software and so there's like you said there's concepts there's principles that sure. uses the terminology may be different the bells and whistles might be different but regardless as long as you have a crm that has the basic features of a crm 
uh, yes. a lot of that stuff carries over. So anyway, so we've gone from like us laying out the money like a venture capitalist to buy all that stuff, to, right. to buy the leads at our own expense and then make the money <clears throat> terms on the back end, which is how most expansion works, to yep. going in partnering with the agent and for a flat fee, they get the CRM if they need it. If not, it, they're still just paying a flat fee. But in other words, for that bundled flat fee, they get the CRM and they get to be part of the expansion team. But right. they're there and then we're helping them go out and, and form those relationships to get the actual lead gen cost covered. Whereas before we were having to do that all ourselves. So oh, absolutely. It takes, it takes a lot of the cost in terms of expansion. It takes a lot of the cost out for the the home office team. And then it takes, obviously, that takes a lot of the risk out too. So we can afford to service more people, right? So instead of having three offices, now we have 15. Exactly. Right. So anyway, set that aside. But let's let's get into the behavior stuff because you mentioned something really interesting before we started recording, which is just the the idea of like this hunter versus gather and some of the things that you've noticed about the people that are in our expansion group right now. And, I, and the reason I want to talk about it is because I think it applies to I would say ninety percent. I mean, uh, you know, let's um, uh, Hank Avink, who I produce his podcast as well, has a great perspective on this. I mean, and I think he's right to an extent. Uh, he is against teams for the wrong people and he feels like that's 90 percent of agents are not equipped on their own they do not have the behavior profile they don't have the personality assessment to go out and start and run and build a successful mega team that Correct. will allow them to exit now i think he's right about that however that doesn't mean you can't have a dominant team that you still work in and have a great life and a great business so it's not about building something necessarily that you have to exit but i do think the whole team conversation tends to attract a lot of people that are hunters versus farmers yep. and the ideal if you want to really build a sustainable scalable team the best people at it are the farmers and we were talking about just jeff's personality and i want to get some insight i mean you've known <laughs> jeff longer than i have i'm curious is is jeff a hunter or a farmer uh jeff is a absolutely fierce hunter who has hired very good farmers <laughs> <laughs> you know what i will give you this though jeff jeff is uh he's a high d right he's going 100 miles a minute if, if you've watched him on a podcast he's probably choking down a couple monster drinks as he's going you know what i mean he's just yes he's 100 miles a minute and, and the thing is is that he's going so fast and he's got a ton of knowledge and a lot of drive the issue for him is then to turn around and teach others how to do it and have it happen while you're not there you really have to slow down Right. You can't go 90 miles an hour to do that. Right. And Jeff is has been successful going 90 miles an hour. Right. So he was, uh, uh, I guess, self-aware enough to realize that, hey, I could do this if this is all I did. Right. I could teach other agents how to how to become rock star agents if that's all I did. That's not what all Jeff wants to do. Right. He's a hunter. He's still going. So once he kind of figured out where his. And I don't want to say weaknesses are, but where his time was best spent, right? And it wasn't spent um, doing lead gen and those other things for other agents, you know, holding them accountable, teaching them how to do these things. It was going out and doing those things, right? Instead of hunting deals together now, he's hunting systems and ways um, to better convert units, right? He's yeah. Yeah, well, and partners. And you mentioned this before we started yes. recording, so I want to get yep. that point across, is that Je Jeff is a great hunter, mm -hmm. and he hunts for relationships. Absolutely. Right? With, great with way people. to say it. You said that so much right. better than I did in about Thank 200 you. words less. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, but he, so he hunts for relationships, and he hunts for systems. And yep. I think that's the... 
that, that's one thing that I really admire about Jeff is it's it's so it's so difficult to scale up a business because of the behavior change it requires of the leader, right? Absolutely. And Absolutely. that's what you're going through. And I think that's what anybody that tries to expand, that's what they go through because you're you're trying to the, the people that you're bringing on to the expansion team, especially if you're trying to teach them how to build a team, you're not just taking on single agents and just teaching right. them to be better agents, right? So mm -hmm. I mean, if you want to expand like that, you can do it all day long. All you have to right. do is just be good at skills-based training. Right. And you're getting, and then it's just a matter of do you have like the right value ratio to keep people from leaving once they're good at what they do, right? So that, that's right. that's a fairly yeah. easy equation. Teaching people to build teams, and like you said, teaching people how to become better leaders, this stuff takes place without their daily involvement or that happens without them being there or building a system that kind of runs that's a very like farming type of mentality right it's it's Correct. building a system that runs without you that is a completely different skill set from hunting right hunting especially hunting for deals so yes. that's one of the things i admire about jeff is you, you talked about the self-awareness um i don't know quite what that is if the, i know it can be developed a little bit but Jeff seems to have it more innately. And so do guys like Frank from viral marketing and a lot of the other just people that have scaled up businesses. They're almost like chameleons, right? Yes. Yep. They, they can, that's one of the things I admire most about Frank is he has the ability. I think, I think he's by nature a farmer, but when he needs to switch into hunting mode, it is immediate. It is aggressive and it is fast. And then as soon he's as developed, he's developed that skill, He's developed the skill to switch into that hunting mode very quickly, very intensely. And then as soon as the, the need for it is over, it's back to farming. It's back to hunting systems and back to hunting relationships. Right. You know? Yep. So it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic. So I'm curious, like, um, you know, what are your observations with kind of teaching people around the country to try to develop relationships and systems versus developing the deals? You know what? It's, it's, a, uh, it's a switch. For, the, for a lot of them, I won't say for all of them, right? Okay. It's a switch for a lot of them because their strengths are, if they're on, uh, if they're part of a um, flat rate expansion and they're part of our group and they uh, are willing to do this, right? They're motivated enough to do this. I'm talking to a lot of high Ds, right? We got a lot of high Ds in the group and they're like, go, 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 go. And what I need to teach them to do is that they've got to start, change their focus onto systems, accountability, lead gen, all of these other things where that wasn't their focus before, right? Mm -hmm. and, and they're so used to being laser focused and crushing one thing and doing it so well that they don't want to be scattered, right? So I need to teach them to, they're really, uh, it's starting to change. Here's a perfect example. The first month, all I heard about were deals, 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 deals from the team leads, right? Okay. Now when they come up, they got questions. It's about relationships, people on their team. Who can they um, start to leverage within their team so that it's a win-win situation for both people, right? I can see it slowly start to shift. Mm -hmm. So, and now they don't come to me and brag that, hey, I had a million dollar listing last week and you know, and blah, 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 blah. That's the kind of small talk we'll start out the call with. Now it's this instead. It's, hey, you know what? I gave so-and-so on my team responsibilities and they crushed it. And nice. it allowed me to have XYZ hours that week not doing this. Right. So there's those little things that just start happening that kind of start turning. And it's hard because it can be frustrating because they're really good at one thing. And and they know that that one thing has brought them income and you know what I mean? And all of these other things. Yeah, and you're trying yeah. to tell them that's great. I want you to do this. And I'm they're realizing that the things that they're we're asking them to do, it's a lot of times they're better served finding someone who can do that job better than them. Right finding someone else to give that role to. And, and that comes back to what Jeff has done here where he hired Kevin McGowan, our operations manager, 
handle all that back office stuff, right? And Kevin's wonderful at it. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he's hired me to obviously do the accountability and the coaching for all the agents on the team, right? So um, if you are, even if you are good at all those things, which Jeff could do all of those things and Jeff has done all of those things, right? Not the best use of his time. He's a hunter first. I want him out there hunting more relationships for ERS. I want him hunting more agents for Omaha's elite, right? We want him doing those types of things and let me handle what I'm good at. Could I do that? Could I go recruit and could I find relationships? Absolutely. I'm better helping the relationships we have and fostering those, right? Yeah. So we can, like you're talking about Frank, he can flip the switch, right? And 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 change his skill set, but where he goes back to being most comfortable is where his time is best spent. Yes. So I'm yeah, trying that, to that is absolutely true. Right. So I'm just trying to get the agents that we have right now at ERS, just turn it a little, just, uh, you know, tweak it. And their mindset is starting to change. Once their mindset fully changes and they start doing these things because they believe in it, not because someone's telling them to, then the sky's the limit. That's when the roller coaster starts going fast. It's really interesting. Yeah. I think that's, uh, it's, it's just, it's something that no matter how you expand, mm -hmm. no matter how, no matter how good the talent is, it has to be a very specific kind of talent in order for them to really be a sustainable kind of expansion partner. Um, and talk, talk a little bit about the difference between having like the group accountability where it's virtual. Now, obviously we've met everyone in person, right? They've, they've come out to Absolutely. the workshop and like it, we didn't make expansion available to somebody that didn't come to the office and right. hang out with you guys for 12 straight hours, which there had to be some sort of buy-in on there. Point. Yeah, that's a lot of Jeff. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> we give them a break or two there throughout the day where they get to hang with some us. Breaks from Jeff. But anyway, uh, so so like it's not like you guys haven't met in person, but the right. ongoing coaching is taking place in this kind of virtual environment over Zoom yep. and stuff like that. But you all you you know what it's like to have agents come into the office every single day and you see them in person, you see them face to face, belly to belly. What have you noticed on the differences between that type of interpersonal relationship where you're trying to get in, and inspire and motivate behavior change with people that you're physically with versus yep. people that you're virtually with? Okay, so um, physically with, it is a, you need less time, right? When I'm physically with them and I can be with an agent for 20 minutes in a conference room and do a one-on-one -on -one with them and I can run through their numbers and I can find out what's going on with their family and, and I can... I can tell when something's going on, right? Plus, I know that I don't need to make that 20 minutes the best 20 minutes of the week because I'm gonna have opportunities to see them throughout the week, right? I can, yeah. I can touch them, talk to them, see them. You know what I mean? They're, they're a quick uh, uh, text or a phone call away. It's easy. I know I'm gonna see them at a training. Did they show up to this training, right? There's other mm -hmm. opportunities throughout the week where I can gauge their level of interest and how it's going. Virtually, I get them face-to-face -face like this once a week. Now it's for an hour, which is cool. Sometimes an hour and a half yeah. when we really get cooking. But um, <laughs> sometimes, you know what I mean, for an hour, an hour and a half, and that's different. So it's harder for me to really have um, like a direct hold on it, but it allows me um, to be much more, um, uh, what's, the, what's the word I'm trying to look for? Um, it allows me to be much more um, specific about the goals I give them, right? And the, the uh, activities that I give them throughout the week that I want them to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm very specific about, okay, now I want A, B, and C done this week. Okay. And I give them specific goals. Um, intentional. There we go. Thank you. I knew it would yeah. come to me. Uh, I can be very, um, very intentional about the activities I want my virtual agents to be doing throughout the week. And that's my way of controlling it. Now, where um, that could be um, viewed as um, 
harder to do, right? Because they're virtual. I also get them in a group setting. And the group setting to me is a huge asset because you're hearing 14 other agents, you know what I mean? Who are either one, two, three steps ahead of you, right? Or one, two, three steps behind you. Now, obviously it's easy why you wanna have agents that are one, two, three steps ahead of you. They can give you real life experience as to what did you do next? How did you get through this, right? Real life experience from the person who did it. That's amazing. The people that are below, so Matt, just as an example, if you're one of our um, ERS members or flat rate expansion members, I'm gonna say you're sitting here and you're like, you know what, I'm really working on conversion here and, I, and I'm, I'm trying to get my um, my Boomtown rotation days, right? My lead gen days, I'm trying to do a rotation. How does that work? Hey, you know what? Um, Kevin over here has been doing it for about three months. Why don't you talk to him about some of the problems that you that he's been had, some of the successes. And then after that, why don't you reach out to Jamie because he's been doing it that way for a year and a half and says he'll never go back, right? Now, all, now that's great. You're gonna get a lot of information from those guys because we're gonna tell you what, how we do it as well. The other benefit is you're going to have guys behind you that aren't there yet, right? Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, it is a lot of people know what to do, right? And they feel like they have an understanding of it, of a mm -hmm. system. To turn around and then have to explain that system to somebody else who isn't there yet is a huge benefit. Yeah. I see people when I ask them, hey, you've been doing this for three months. Will you explain it to so-and-so who's thinking about making the change? Well, they could do it just fine. Now they have to explain it to somebody and to watch their face while they're explaining it. Like it's opening, you know what I mean? It's just opening up for them. They're like, oh, like they learn as they're explaining it. So to teach it to somebody else, it's amazing. Like I'll do it on purpose. Like I'll hope somebody yeah. will bring up a topic and I'm like, bam, Matt, could you, could I have you talk to him a little bit about this? Maybe after the, the, the phone call and our meeting, could you hop on the, you know what I mean? And it's just, you then have such a better understanding of what you were doing to begin with because you were forced to explain it to somebody else. And I look for opportunities like that all the time because there's there's one thing it is. It's to do something, you got to have a basic understanding of it. To teach it, you got to know it inside and out. And it also helps me gauge how well does that person know, right? Because they may be doing it, but are they able to let their five agents on the team understand it well enough? Don't know yet. And that helps me decide whether I need to be leaning on them a little more, give a little bit more instruction, or if they're ready to go, right? So teaching, putting them in teaching moments is a huge educa educational opportunity, I believe. Love it. Awesome. Well, that was uh, very, very good, very helpful. And that's a great tactic for people to keep in mind if they're doing group coaching, whether it's with their agents, whether, you know, uh, that's something you can do physically with any agent on your team or anybody that you're, uh, you're expanding with. But I want to be sensitive to your time. So we've got one, two more things to, uh, okay. to, you know, to, to wrap things up. But so number one, Obviously, we bring people in for the team building workshop, guys. Go yep. check that out, EliteRealEstateSystems.com slash workshops. Uh, just go to the workshop page on the website. Um, but anyway, so that we've got those coming up. We've got a really big one coming up uh, in May, coinciding with the Berkshire uh, shareholders meeting, which is going to be awesome. Uh, I'm going to yes. actually come into Omaha for that. Yes, I will be flying in and making a cameo appearance uh, in Omaha. <laughs> Get your tickets now. See some family. That's right, and uh, and make an appearance. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna deign to like show up at the Berkshire shareholders meeting and grace them with my my presence. <laughs> But uh, Warren I'm sure, Buffett, I'm sure will, be, Warren Buffett will be relieved. <laughs> I know he'll be relieved that I showed up. But anyway, um, but uh, I think the, the thing that I, that really stuck out to me about this conversation that it made me think of that I want to just reinforce real quick before mm -hmm. we jump off is that the people that join expansion teams, that yes, they may have achieved a level of success. They may go on to be more successful, but they believe that by partnering with you, 
that they will get somewhere they couldn't have got by themselves. Otherwise, they wouldn't join you. Like that's that is a given, right? Right. Right. So the value proposition to them of from our perspective, like like, hey, we have all this content training systems, yada yada, whatever that is that you that we offer to an expansion agent. What we're really offering is our ability to motivate and inspire them to do new behaviors, new habits on a daily basis, right? Absolutely. All the information and training and systems, you could put that in a booklet and send it to somebody and somebody, you know what I mean? You can pick that up and run with it. And that's yeah. fine. That's great. What it is, is that it's the ongoing diving deeper every week and making what you did last week and improve, improving upon it every single week. You know what I mean? And to be able to do that with no matter where you're at, you know what I mean? Whether you have 15 agents under you already or whether you're a single agent hiring your first transaction coordinator, you know what I mean? Everybody, and it's so, we have such a in-depth knowledge of our systems and how we feel um, you can be successful that no matter where you're at in the process, we understand how to help you get to the next rung. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you're at 15, absolutely, man, let's get you to 20 or 25 and let's help you exit the business. You're a brand new agent and you're trying to hire your first transaction coordinator and maybe find a showing assistant or part-time buyer's agent. Absolutely. We've all done those things and we've done them multiple times over. So let's, let's walk you through what your next step is. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. All right, man. Well, that's about it. That'll do it for this one. Uh, guys, go check out EliteRealEstateSystems.com. Make sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and, uh, and YouTube, depending on whether you want the audio and video versions. Andy, thank you. This is exactly what I had in mind. I, I love just having these kinds of super in-depth conversations about what it's really like on the back end to, to expand, to build a team, to help other people attempt to build their own teams, because these are the conversations that normally take place in like the back halls outside of Boomtown Unite conferences or something like that, which I know is coming up. Um, but you're, you're gonna be speaking on a panel, so guys, look yep. out for Andy. I know Jeff is speaking uh, as well, I'm sure. And, uh, and Kevin's speaking as well. Events. Kevin's on a panel also. Awesome. Jeff's on two, I'm on one, Kevin's on one. So we're all, every day, you'll have an opportunity to see one of us. That's awesome. So guys, yeah, if, uh, if you're listening to this before the event, make sure that you get out there. Make sure that you say hi and catch them at their panels and events. Uh, if you're listening to this in the uh, in the future, just make sure to connect with us on the website, like the, uh, like the ERS page on Facebook, subscribe to the show and all that good stuff. So with that said, everybody, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you on the next one. All right. Thanks, Matt.